pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. I'm Tim Lance, topping the news this hour. A proposed permanent indoor mask mandate is something that's being considered by the Oregon Health Authority. KXL's Nick Miller has the story. To be clear, the word permanent really means the masking rule will only stay in place until it's repealed by OHA. So permanent does not really mean forever. During today's public hearing, some Oregon residents shared opposition to the proposal because of the unclear end point. By passing this rule, you will change the timing from definite to indefinite, which will eliminate important checkpoints and public input. Other speakers expressed concern over the potential for public dissent. And you all should know that the longer you impose these irrational mandates, mandates, people are just going to start ignoring anything that you say, including wearing a mask. The current mask mandate is set to end in February, but news partner KGW points out it's not clear what metrics the state would have to meet for a permanent rule to be removed. Nick Miller, FM News 101. Also this afternoon, we're hearing hospitals are getting jammed with patients, but it's not all due to COVID Omicron variant. KXL's Mike Turner has the story. Oregon Association of Hospitals and Health System President Becky Holtberg says much of the jam up is due to a delay in patient discharges. So today, hospitals have 582 patients who could be discharged from the hospital, but there's nowhere for them to go. This means that they're not in the best care setting for their needs. They may need a nursing home or rehab bed, behavioral health support, or they may not even have a home to go to. She says more needs to be known about why so many of these patients cannot be moved from hospitals. Becky Holtberg says hospitalizations are growing steadily and accelerating with a peak not expected until the end of the month. She adds that the good news is that patients aren't as sick as they were during the Delta variant. Mike Turner, FM News 101. And right now, 405 on FM News 101 KXL. Portland City workers across six unions, which are represented by the District Council of Trade Unions, they voted to authorize a strike after contract negotiations with the city fell apart. KXL's Zachary Barnes has all the details. 86% of voters chose to authorize the strike, meaning 1,100 of city workers in critical services, such as water, transportation, finance, and plumbing, among other daily needs, could walk off the job in the coming weeks. DCTU members have been without a contract for more than a year. The union members have asked for longevity premiums, higher wages to keep up with inflation, and to properly compensate people for their specialties. City officials countered by saying these members currently make a median wage of more than $73,000 a year and that their contract offer includes a bonus and cost-of-living adjustment. Zachary Barnes, FM News 101. For the 20th straight month, Oregon's unemployment rate has ticked down. Oregon employers added 8,200 jobs in December, and the unemployment rate edged down to 4.1%. State employment economist Gail Krumenauer says the leisure and hospitality, along with the private health care and social assistance sectors, had the most gains, while no sectors saw any major losses. Oregon has now regained four out of five jobs lost at the start of the pandemic.
A Vancouver man is accused of running a Ponzi scheme. Charles Burgess allegedly offered and sold over $6 million in investments to 40 investors. But those investments were never registered, and Burgess also isn't a licensed investment advisor. The crimes allegedly occurred between 2013 and last year. The state of Oregon is warning residents about investing in cryptocurrency and uh, these also the non-fungible tokens, the NFTs, uh, other volatile products too. According to the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, cryptocurrencies have no government backing. It is 409 on FM News 101 KXL. ODOT is going to have to reevaluate the environmental impact of a freeway expansion project. We get more from KXL's John Eric Smith. The fight over whether or not to expand I-5 at the Rose Quarter has been going on for years. This week, the Federal Highway Administration announced that it's rescinding approval of the environmental assessment Oregon submitted in 2020. This means ODOT is going to have to resubmit, and that could put the project back as far as six months. Aaron Brown with the group No More Freeways PDX has been pushing back against the expansion. Fantastic victory for anyone who thinks that ODOT should be held accountable for what their proposed freeway expansion what impacts that that would have to our community. Now, ODOT maintains that construction on the expansion could still start in 2023. John Eric Smith, FM News 101. And I'm Tim Lance with you here on Portland's Afternoon News 410 now on FM News 101 KXL. Coming up, Disney does it again. So what do you think could beat this on the chart? You're going to find out coming up at 4.16 this afternoon. Then it's the five things you need to know today at 4.19. Were you hoping some home shopping would get easier in the new year? Well, don't hold your breath. Stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. Portland's Afternoon News. I'm Tim Lance here on FM News 101 KXL. If you have kids, I'm pretty sure you remember this. The song from Let It Go, or the song Let It Go from Disney's animated classic Frozen was a huge hit, of course, in 2013. And it made it all the way up to number five on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. Well, now Disney has an even bigger smash on their hands with this song from their newest animated film, Encanto. Talk about Bruno has now made it to the number four spot on the Hot 100 chart. So thanks for that new earworm, Disney. Appreciate it. Time now for the five things that you need to know today. Brought to you by Maiden Real Estate. Luxury service, exceptional results. Maiden Real Estate. Number five. The World Health Federation says no amount of alcohol is good for your heart. The organization put out a policy brief last week to debunk the widespread notion they say that alcohol is safe in moderation. Critics were quick to argue that they ignored evidence. The federation responded by updating the policy 
policy brief to further defend their stance with specific studies being cited. Number four. Ivanka Trump is responding to a request to voluntarily testify before the House committee investigating last year's attack on the Capitol. The former first daughter is saying no, but she's also not saying yes either. In a statement, she notes that she tweeted during the attack in January of last year that any security breach or disrespect to our law enforcement is unacceptable. The violence must stop immediately. Please be peaceful. Again, that was her tweet. Number three. Former President Trump is defending his call to Georgia's Secretary of State after the 2020 election. He was seeking to overturn the presidential election result in the Peach State. Trump described it as a perfect call. Fulton County District Attorney Fed Annie Willis is requesting information from a special grand jury investigating Trump's actions. Number two. Russia will pay a significant price for invading Ukraine, or at least so says White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki today. Her comment was a reference to sweeping economic sanctions against Russia. Saki again said Russia appears ready to launch an attack against Ukraine at any time. And finally, number one. Home prices are reaching a level not seen since near the turn of this century. The National Association of Realtors says the median home sales price last year, $346,900. A low supply of homes is being blamed for a drop in sales of previously owned homes. The National Association of Realtors says that figure dropped by 4.6% last month.